This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin city centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. Hello there. You're all very welcome to a very special edition of FNI Rap Chat, the FNI Film Network Ireland Rap Chat podcast. This is the first of two we'll be releasing this week, um, <clears throat> which we recorded live from our lovely camper van provided by ramblingrover.ie at the fantastic Fastnet Film Festival in West Cork and Skull just last weekend. As as always, we're really excited to bring you exclusive interviews and some of the with some of Ireland's top filmmakers, actors, and industry insiders. Uh, in this episode, we're joined by director Claire Dix and actor Liam Carney from the feature film Sunlight, which screened at this year's festival to critical acclaim. Claire Dix is an award-winning director and educator, known for her powerful and moving documentary work and her stunning debut uh, feature uh, doc film uh, Broken Song and her most uh, recent recent cl- uh, collaboration with Barry Ward which uh, in, in a short film called Swimming in which he continued uh, into this film on Sunlight and it's really an excellent piece of work. Uh, Liam Kearney uh, who plays Ivor is a seasoned actor with a wealth of experience in film, television and theatre with notable roles that you might know him for in the likes of Gangs in New York to the popular Irish uh, TV series such as Love Hate, Glen Rowe and more recently Fair City. Um, Liam has numerous film and TV credits including most recently Barber which we um, did a piece on recently and his brilliant performance like really fantastic performance in the series uh, The Virtues uh, for Shane Meadows uh, we have two separate interviews with uh, Claire and Liam today uh, and they discuss the making of Sunlight a uh, really excellent uh, dramedy gripping dramedy which will be uh, dramedy you say that like it's a real thing now it is isn't it I suppose it is a thing it is a thing um, so they shared their insights into the, the creative process behind it how they cast uh, the, you know the challenges that they had of bringing such uh, film like this which is very complex it's also very warm and funny um, so how they brought that um, story to the screen and especially because it's dealing with uh, thematically uh, the issue and uh, of euthanasia um, and, and brings that uh, to the forefront uh, of, uh, of people's minds and, dis- uh, and discussions on a national level. So it's a brilliant film for a couple of different reasons and uh, I really enjoyed it, did you? Yeah, I love this. Um, yeah, caught it last week at one of the press screenings in the Lighthouse and yeah, I was delighted to get to see it after hearing a good bit about it over the years. Um, yeah, it just, it was really beautiful and really genuine. I thought the characters were so well drawn. Mm. Um, excellent script, but really well realized. It's just, 
the film that was just super genuine and um, <laughs> real and authentic fun and moving yeah absolutely I mean it's we had seen it um, the, the rest of our team at Ackle uh, the Ackle International Film Festival uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was the surprise film and there was just like a rip curl of positivity and emotion you could see people wiping their eyes and I was quite moved by it, like to tears at points and, and laughing and because everybody knows a character like the antagonists the, the protagonists and uh, it was just like you say just deeply moving and I think word of mouth just to, to go and see it will absolutely you know just really fill the place out and I hope so it deserves such a huge audience yeah so yeah, so we interviewed uh, Liam and Claire in the camper van. So just so you know, there's, there we were on the side of the roads and you will get used to a little bit of cars whizzing by and that kind of thing. But yeah, it adds to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get bored, you can count the amount of cars that pass by throughout the episode. <laughs> but all joking aside, it is, um, you know, with thanks, and I have to say to Rambling Rover, I mean, it was amazing to have a space to be able to work and to, um, you know, uh, just conduct our business. Um, and it was also really fun because people were passing by and popping out to say hello and it was a real genuine ho holiday summer vibe it was quite lovely actually yeah it was a nice um, novelty for people to pop into the caravan yeah caravan slash sauna yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so look in, uh, I have to give them a, a shout out I mean ramblingrover.ie I mean if you're looking for alternative accommodation for your films and sets um, just visit ramblingrover.ie or you can get them on at ramblingrovercampervans on Instagram and Twitter um, and Paul and Neve will look after you there they really are the nicest people who are you know who deserve um, who deserve a shout out so thank you we really appreciate it um, FNI related news what have we got on Paul? What have we got on? <laughs> oh, there, Paul. Um, we have um, we have a couple of big events coming up. We're going to do a um, seventy-two hour uh, festival, a shoot and screen festival. Uh, the venue is to be announced, but it's very close, and it's going to be towards the end of August. It dates again there, TBC. So what we're going to do is, uh, in teams of five, um, we will hold a networking night for people to get together, and then um, a little bit of time later, maybe a week over the over the course of a weekend people will assemble to make films um, and um, they will have a, a winner and a runner-up and first prize will get a you know decent sizable um, cash prize um, which they can put to the, the you know the next job we'll also have other benefits uh, in kind as well to add to that to really help you know um, the filmmakers who take part to take their next projects and their career to the next level uh, it's really exciting as well that um, I have to announce today that we are going to be sponsored by Ari, which is incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, unbelievable that a big international company is going out of the way to support us in our endeavour. So huge thanks to them. Also, uh, Windmill Lane, um, again, you know, uh, homegrown, but again, uh, hugely internationally successful uh, post house VFX company as well are going to be sponsoring FNI coming, going forward as well. So we'll reveal more about that as it goes along. And uh, in other news, our expo will be swinging back around again in September. So those of you who came last year will have a day of chats. Um, you know, last year we had 15 talks one hour, over the course of a day, and it was tremendously 
obviously well attended and we will be running that again and it will be a trade show it'll be a, you know a day-long networking event for people to uh, to meet like like-minded individuals and to and and to you know get the most squeeze the tea towel of FNI and get the, every last drop out of every opportunity again if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to contribute to what we do visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI and you get loads of little extras like free tickets for stuff reductions um, discounts on classes that we'll be running later in the year and lots of other stuff like that so look thanks a million for tuning in guys sit back relax and let's dive into the world of sunlight uh, and the the incredible guys behind it uh, this is if you're not if it's your first time here the fni rap chat podcast and what we try to do is to create a library of experience to kind of celebrate irish film and the people who make it possible um, if you like the show again check out our back catalogue you can get us on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts wherever you get your uh, your podcast content and again support us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash fni you'll find out more about us on social media and facebook and insta at f at film network ireland and at f uh, fni underscore film on the twitter machine um, enjoy the episode The sweltering camper van with Claire Dix. How are you doing? I'm very warm in the sweltering camper van, but it's lovely to Jeez, be here. It's quite warm here. It's quite warm. So you're Fear just it's out, warm. Fear oh, it's warm. Fall. Uh, you're out of a screening and a Q and A session, short to screen. So how was that? Was that? Did that feel like it's probably the first time you've seen the short in a while? Was it? Yeah, yeah. actually, because Take Me Swimming was made in 2017. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a very long time. And actually we watched it just, and I said I was going to stay in because I don't usually like staying in, but we yeah. did a, we remixed the sound recently. I was like, I better check it. Okay. So I said I'd stay in and it was so kind of odd to see the two of them one after the other because Take Me Swimming was an inspiration really far sunlight and Barry's in the two of them. Yeah. So it was actually really interesting to see the two of them together. Yeah. When you say inspiration, because they are similar-ish but they're not you wouldn't necessarily know that so yeah a little yeah. different I think yeah exactly but I think for I suppose I'm speaking for Alva really when I mm. say this that the inspiration because okay. she wrote both films Alva yeah. Kyogen mm-hmm. and after we made Take Me Swimming we knew I think it was well we knew we wanted to work together again yeah. and then when the POV scheme was announced we knew we wanted to go for that yeah and Alva had always said that when Take Me Swimming was over that for her there was a lot left unsaid around the theme of choosing the time of your own death yeah. And on that whole theme, her mother had recently passed away. The film's dedicated to her mother, Nora. Mm. Um, and Alba's very open about all this, so I don't think she minds me. She has said a lot yeah. of this publicly, so yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think she minds me saying this. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot left on that theme of death and mm-hmm. elderly people and terminal illness and choosing the temperature. Agency she, over one's life. Absolutely. Yeah. Or death, even. Yeah, that yeah. she wanted to explore. And, uh, and so that's where... That was the the start, I suppose, of sunlight. You know, yeah. the, the seeds were planted to take me swimming, but I know it's a very different film, though. Yeah, yeah. I would say probably most. Yeah, there is similar subject matter, but tonally, it's very different. I, I would say. So, like, did you 
you manage to do that rare thing where it's something that's uh, you know deep and and like moving but also really good fun (laughs) so was that important to try like the tone to get that for you absolutely and thanks for saying that I mean it's all in the script now I can't really take (laughs) like Albert it's all there and that's her writing she's so hot right now she's smashing it so hot I know I know Um, and I'm working with her again yay so yeah brilliant but um, no, it's all in the script. But absolutely, that was very important because I really did not want to make a film about death and dying yeah. and choosing the time if there was if it was not going to be a comedy. I mean, I don't really think. We're, sorry, we're not calling it a comedy because it's not like oh, slap your knee, yeah, funny. Yeah. But that there was that irreverent sense of humor, and I do think Alba's like that's Alba's sense of humor as well, you yeah, know. Right. And also, I think the fact that it has a very Irish and very Dublin sense of humor, yeah. and that's what she really wanted to bring into it. And I think it all comes from Leon. So I think she probably started with Leon yeah, and a lot of it grew out of like everything is based around his personality, like right. from the soundtrack to the humor to yeah. the style of even the way we shot it, it's all very like ping pong, ping pong, yeah, you it's, know. It, it's, it's, it's bouncy, it bounces along nicely. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, who, for you, that character, so for me, I think everyone knows that character who's like... A character like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they... There, there's a spirit. There's something there, but maybe just they just can't get it together. <laughs> Was that based like you know? Did you have someone in mind to like kind of base that off? Well, I didn't because yeah, yeah. again, like, because yeah. of a road. I mean, like yeah, we, you're so right though. We all yeah, that's yeah. a very common yeah you, can, yeah. you know, people like there's that. There's a lovely yeah. com- you know? uh, commonality to it. Like everyone's rooting for him to get his yeah. stuff. Yeah, get his yeah. stuff yeah. together. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a. A continuation of a collaboration with Barry from the short to the feature. What was it about Barry that you like? Um, what is it? But what what was it that you were looking for him to bring to it? Yeah. So the, when I started working with Barry, I don't think I'd ever worked with somebody who brought so much of themselves to a role. I was kind of blown away actually when I first started working doing the prep for Take Me Swimming. Like mm-hmm. some of the conversations we were just talking on the phone first before I met him because he's based in London, mm-hmm. based in Dublin, and uh, some of the questions he was asking me, I was like. <laughs> like, I, I don't know I, but I'll find out exactly like I should know should I know like, I haven't thought <laughs> why haven't I thought of that like he was saying because in the start of the short like his character Tady is coming home to visit his parents and he's only coming from England but the idea is that he doesn't really come home a lot mm-hmm. and he was saying he's coming home for his his friend's father's funeral and he's like now would I, would I be carrying a suit bag and I was like what I don't know if you're going to see back or not and I was thinking afterwards God why did he want to know that and I was like well God of course because like maybe if he's there all the time he'd have a suit hanging in the wardrobe you know um, so that he, how he greets his parents then would be informed by yeah. how often he comes home does he home. have a toothbrush there you know, that is kind of there? thing you know yeah. so that was I don't know just the level of engagement and perfectionism and just love of character I think so I just really wanted to work with Barry again loads and also loads. he's just a fantastic person and get on great with him anyway mm-hmm. I've seen so, another shorty did it. the name escapes me Time right Traveller was it? The, uh, it's on Omelette on, on the online. ferry oh yeah he's it's incredible it's just on his face it's just all his close up for the whole thing you see he does so much oh, we took out loads of lines and Tammy's swimming that because he just we didn't need them didn't need he's it. written all over his face kind of thing right. yeah. and it's so. like the, the teeth as well I noticed that he had some yeah I didn't know this, that because I remember thinking about okay we'll have to yellow down the teeth <laughs> and then he shows up down and there's and so obviously he's, I must have he must put in like a yeah, yeah. one or something oh, but, um, yeah, yeah I know because I was wondering yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it really does yeah what I really liked about it was um not in a kind of over romanticized way, but it made particularly inner city people very um, believable 
you know actual characters real people that you yeah. see like yeah. not, not that, that are not as, like even the crime element is very subtle in the story yeah. it's not um, bashing people over the head it's not caricatures yeah. it's kind of quite beautiful and lyrical and yeah. you believe that all of those are real it, 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 that's what really struck me about it and it's refreshing to see yeah, you know yeah. so it's not like commitments level of uh, you know caricature but it's somewhere it's in a lovely sweet spot where everybody's just totally believable yeah. and real people that you care yeah. about yeah. you know which is lovely just that, like the Anita character I totally like I know that character yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and like can be a cliche like that kind yeah, can, can be a cliche yeah. but it wasn't at all yeah, yeah. and Erica was just was amazing. the fault line um, that's in the script impre- was that in that's script? in the script yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually there's I mean okay I'll obviously like Al is so sharp and there's so many amazing mm. lines of dialogue but I have to give credit to Barry as well like the, the check can I get a check one too that was him and there was really? a few little throwaways there that was all okay because he was just so in character <laughs> yeah. that no matter what he said yeah. worked kind of so yeah. unfortunately a lot of it we just couldn't put in because just worked at the time yeah. you know unfortunately but he really brought so so much to do it yeah yeah he's excellent in terms of like the edit um, and to keep an energy on something especially when there is you know there is this dark side of the story it's, it's about death and loss and mm-hmm. dealing with that how much say work did you have to do in the edit to kind of get that tone and that kind of energy right um, again, it All was in the, in the script. I know <laughs> really? I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if it is, it is, right? Yeah. You know, like, right. I, I think, so Alec and Tony both worked on it. I think, like, what the edit would have brought, I suppose, was to, there was certain scenes that we had to drop there were some smaller storylines that maybe we because it's all only happening in one day apart mm. from the very very last scene yeah um, you know so it's just to keep a certain momentum I think the edit probably brought a pace into it maybe to help um, there was a lot more music in it than I actually thought there was going to be in the first place um, so definitely the edit would have I think just kept it kind of you know right. yeah. kept it going and maybe the, yeah we would have cut I, so it's hard even to remember what did we actually cut I, but, but there yeah. were big scenes that we actually did end up cutting out right um, just to keep it pacey, you know. So definitely, yeah, it would have kept that moving. Kept also, pace if to you, it. You, when you drop a, you know, Fontaine's DC track in the middle of that, really helps. That really helps. So thank you, Fontaine's, <laughs> if you're listening, because they, yeah, they. I mean, I, yeah, they. That was, that was rousing. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan. Yeah. I've seen them yeah. all over the place. Yeah, but, and we wanted to keep the music kind of Dublin. That was the idea to have mm. as many, um, you know, kind of that's. We would love to have loads of Dublin bands in it, but it wasn't to be. But um, I think Steve and what did it What about Liam? Score. How did Liam get involved? So Liam, now don't ask me when he came on board because it's kind of, I can't even remember when, but um, I saw, and I'm a big fan of Liam's anyway. Mm-hmm. Now originally Ivor actually was supposed to be from the North. And when Alva wrote it, the, it, he was a very Nordy kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. So we had all got, a different idea of who Ivor was in all our heads I think for a long time and I just have a thing about actors putting on accents I don't know what it is yeah. and like I mean, there's yeah. loads of actors who can do it so yeah. so well Yeah, yeah. but I think maybe it's because I have a big strong doc background or something I just really like there to I be no kind about of it as well. yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and it's probably unfounded because it's yeah. not, not insulting actors putting on yeah. accents I just have a thing about it right yeah. so I was like I just want whatever accent it is it's just another thing they have to think I think so yeah. yeah no impediments to the character basically kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. It just so they're so 100% believable anyway so eventually then we just loved Liam and I saw him in The Virtues mm. uh, I saw a clip on the I just saw a show reader. the agent was just um, or the our casting director was kind of suggesting and, and we all just loved him you know? fantastic actor and um, and then we said oh yeah you can be a dub why can't you be a dub Alba just happened you know 
So she rewrote it. Well, it didn't take much. Just and actually, Liam helped to bring in the kind of more Dublin the sound. Like and stuff, yeah, yeah, and it's. I'm just so. It makes so much more sense now with it actually. And he's just. And Barry and him get on great. And I think mm. Barry had a natural kind of respect for Liam. Anyway, that I think shines through. And I think when he was only 14, he was on stage. One of his first gigs, he was on stage at 14 with Liam in a play. Uh, right. Liam really took him under his wing, and he remembered right. that. So that was all lovely. That that was all kind of naturally there. That kind of rapport, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this was done through a scheme. Yes. So maybe tell us about that and, you know, was that beneficial or, you know, getting to develop and all and the kind of the, the time scale of it all? Yeah, it was amazing to be involved with that scheme. So it was called the POV scheme and it was to encourage female talent into the industry, particularly writers, directors. Um, so I was extremely lucky to get it. And I'm just so lucky. Thank you, Screen Ireland, because it was just a, it was a brilliant scheme. So we now it was a few years before because they were very involved okay. in the script. So we we got it with a treatment like there was a treatment that wasn't even a script, I think. Okay. So they were very, very involved, um, which some people may not like, you know, but we were lucky. Leslie McKim was our exact producer and Leslie's fantastic. So she really got the project straight away. And so it was like another contributor, really, to be honest, you know, and then we had mentors. So Dervla Walsh was my mentor. So again, that was amazing. Yeah. And like Dervla was like... Of mentors in F&I, like yeah. the importance of yeah. guidance. So every HOD had a mentor if they wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had Dervla. And I mean, I was saying to her, I said, you were more like a therapist on the phone. Sometimes. I'd be ringing her going... <laughs> <laughs> She's the most generous. Like Dervla's like up there with the... Yeah. She's been baffed as she's working. You yeah. know, but she had always had time for me. Like I cannot thank her enough. She was, yeah, superb. Yeah. Mm. You had a lot of experience with like great documentaries and shorts um did this feel like a big jump for you yeah yeah really did you did. feel as if there were some barriers to that in terms of the industry like going from doc to um docs to features no, um, feature fiction i didn't feel a barrier i suppose all my barriers are i feel are all just in my own head <laughs> yeah, you know? ain't that yeah. the truth for all of yeah. us yeah yeah you're not good enough you're not good enough Imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody um, has it, no matter who yeah. they are, well, at yeah. what level. Like, we've done quite a few podcasts now, and it always comes up, you know? Yeah. Um, you can't tell the story, it's not your story, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we just had an amazing crew, actually. We were really lucky, because we were supposed to shoot in 2020, but because of COVID, we were delayed for, like, an entire year. And actually, it was a blessing, because we ended up with a much younger, probably, crew that we may have, because it was so busy then, because in the industry, everyone was shooting. So it was really hard to get anyone. But actually, right. we were really lucky, because we had people, I think, who just really wanted to do it. Yeah. And who were very, very committed, and maybe... Maybe, maybe it was the first second feature for a lot of them as well yeah, shout out to Roshin as well Roshin yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. Oh, she told Roshin. me about this like way like years ago the, like a, a, yeah. you know the outline yeah. of this yeah. and I was like yeah. Yeah. so I've been following it for a while so myself Alva and Roshin the dream team yeah <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta yes <laughs> <laughs> triangle of not sadness polish I don't know <laughs> so um, yeah she's amazing like she, yeah. she kind of kept me away I mean, like we were yeah there were difficulties you know but I think she'd always tell me now this happened but it's all sorted <laughs> so I'd never be told about the crisis when we were in the crisis I'd yeah. always be told and I kind of thought no we're in it together I need to if there's anything going on you need to share it la 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 but no she'd didn't and actually it's she's probably the way to do it because yeah. I needed to be thinking about other things and yeah. I suppose I didn't you know so yeah, yeah. Oh, she's just dying yeah. she's amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah and she's a very creative producer yes you know so she's she gets she's that amazing taste yeah so anything you'd be running past her and yeah. she's a great people person as well which she is, is incredibly she, and she knows yeah exactly yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah what's next 
So next is another triangle of <laughs> happiness production. It's <laughs> a good name for it. Yeah. Um, and we're adapting a short story by an American writer called Karen Russell. It's called oh. Orange World. It's a very different kind of film. It's almost got a kind of a horror-ish kind of slant to it, but it's also kind of a comedy as well. Alva's writing it. She's adapting it. And it's about a new mother who... Uh, thinks she's going to lose her baby uh, so she makes a pact with the devil in the middle of the night that she will breastfeed him if he allows her to keep the baby and the devil kind of appears as this kind of weird kind of rodent from the sewers and and it's comedy (laughs) (laughs) that sounds creepy I'm into it it's a comedy yeah well it's not comedic it's like the way sunlight is not straight it's you know it's a dramedy I suppose is what you would call it Um, so this is kind of yeah like there's it's a very funny story actually you know but it's also very you know it's not I don't I'm not even a horror fan to be honest you know right but it it has got that element um yeah, it's hard. I will have to get the log line right and I will have to learn how to pitch this. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. And but, that's... Uh, but who knows, that's being written at the moment, right, being adapted. Okay. We have, okay. the, we're, yeah, so geez, hopefully we get funded and um, yeah, that would be the next, that's the next thing I'm, that's where my head is now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. And where and when can people see the feature? So Sunlight will have its UK and Ireland release on June 16th. Wonderful. Yeah. And it's excellent. We can't encourage yeah. uh, people to go enough. It's... You know, it's going to be one of those, in my opinion, word of mouth films that w- that w- everybody will be talking about and encouraging other people to go. It's oh, wonderful, yeah, and, and the greater conversation about euthanasia as well. Yeah, is, that yeah. would be is is pretty as important. Happened, yeah. 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 Mm. So well, well done. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah. great. Oh, yeah, just just to mention uh, the casting was just so excellent. The, um, is it the, sorry, the Scottish. Maureen Beatty. Yeah, I just yeah. Have, I have to say she yeah. was so Love good. Maureen. Yeah. yeah. So there's no there's, you know, there's no loose ends anywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. So go get your dinner. Thank you very <laughs> much. So much. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, in. Paul. Cheers. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We are rolling in the camper van. How are you doing? We're here with Liam Carney. How are you getting on? I'm very well. Good. How was your day today in school? Brilliant. Fabulous weather. Yeah. Some screening at one o'clock, a nice reaction, so Happy days. Great. Uh, and uh, there was a Q&A. Yeah, with the film. Yeah. thing afterwards, yeah. which yeah. was yeah. very positive. It was a great reaction. Yeah. You yeah. know, really positive. Yeah. A lot of tears, a lot of laughing. Really, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what you want whenever that's the intention, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just to start the conversation, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, saw Sunlight during the week, and I, it's sometimes it's nice to go with the press screening, and uh, it was like, 10.30 on a Thursday so you, you don't really know what you're getting at yeah. all and uh, it was going in very clean I know Paul had seen it last week and he was singing its praises but yeah I loved it it was really really lovely. I but, loved it once I got the script I really wanted to do yeah I was delighted then when I, yeah. got, when I got the yeah. opportunity yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we might go back in time a bit and then we'll come up yeah, okay. to sunlight but uh, what was your first film that you acted in was it yeah yeah yeah, we were just talking about that today, yeah. yeah. What was that like as an experience? Brilliant, because yeah. I had never done one. I had only worked on Glen Rowe, really. Right. I, think, I don't think I'd done anything else. Yeah. I made up a CV to get in to get my equity permit. Yeah. I pretended I had done some student films, which I hadn't done. I made up titles for them. Two other guys did the same. Right. We're all still working. <laughs> um, so when I got the Glen Rowe gig, I was asked, you know, oh, you have camera experience and I let on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. when I went in I had a clue yeah 
Right. And then going from that, from TV, three cameras, to a film was very different. But it was just like learning on the hoof. It was yeah. It was brilliant. It was really exciting. And it was great working with Alan. I was very lucky because I had been asked. I was doing some plays with the Passion Machine at the time. I think we had done studs. Ross Hubbard and John Hubbard had seen it. And they brought Alan to see it. And then he got... He asked, they asked me and Joe Ryan, the girl who was doing stage manager, I think, at the time, to come and read. So everyone who auditioned for it, we read opposite. So I read all the men parts and Joe read all the women's parts. And then we did that for two or three weeks. So we got to, we got to know Alan kind of. We were in the room with him. Yeah. So then he ended up writing the part in for me because it's not in the book. Right. And... So it was a real, it was a real, pl- I was with friends, like, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, at yeah. this stage. Yeah. So it was brilliant, it was a fantastic experience. Th- through that you can sort of de- almost develop a process, mm-hmm. through, that, th- through that length of time of yeah. re- constantly reading opposite the same yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's... But it was, it was a great amazing. experience, it was a real yeah. learning experience, yeah, yeah. a real learning yeah. curve. He's a master, really. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked with him again and thanks to his ashes. Okay. Yeah. I wrote to him when he was because when we were doing the commitments at the end of a day auditioning people we might have a he might crack open a couple of bottles there one of his, his PAs would get a couple of bottles of beer and the three or four of us would sit around and chat and he'd go what, what, part, what part do you want Liam and I'd say I want to play Jimmy Rabbit he says yeah you're very good but you're too old no. <laughs> think of something else and uh, <laughs> then he wrote that part in so he used to say to me no we'll do something else someday then. We'll, do, we'll do something else we'll, you get a bigger part then so when he found out he was doing Angela's Ashes, I wrote to him one night. I had a little drink and uh, <laughs> wrote wrote him a letter telling him that I really wanted to play Frank McCourt, the dad in Angela's Ashes. Because yeah. I had read the book and I loved it and I described the character and what I felt about the character and blah, blah, blah. And I never heard from, from him, you know. And then I got called to an audition. And when I went into the audition, the Hubbards were there and... Uh, Ross told me he had got my letter in front of everything and uh, when I went in he stood up and said Liam what have you got for me and I said a load of shite Alan you've given me one day parts here and he said what, what do you want to play and I gave him a list of characters because I'd reread the book characters that I thought I would be good at playing and uh, Park Keating was my favourite one because he's in it the most yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part I got, you know. Yeah. So and then I had a ball working with him on that as well. It was like, yeah. yeah. And uh, what was the thing that got you into acting, or made you want to act in the first place? I, th- I always wanted. It, I think yeah. since I was small, I always wanted it, but I never voiced it really. Yeah. I was a big James Dean fan then in my teens, and then I really got into Native American culture. So I really, that was a real influ- influencer, you know, because I used to love. Westerns, but with American culture, like Native American culture, I read a lot about it. And I know that that time has gone, you know, but then you see something like, you know, some really classic Western, and I was going, God, that's like really being there. So the best way to do some time travel is to become an actor. And you can travel in time in a sense, do you know what I mean? That's you class, get back yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. That was really, as a, as a teenager, I think, a late teenager even, that's, my mind was going like that but then I had no I had no um, training so I worked in the civil service okay worked on the counter in the GPO right dispensing stamps and postal orders and telegrams and whatever you know 
And was it useful at all? I mean, you watched really. people. No. no, I left that <laughs> and just took a dive and made up the CV. CV got my equity permit. Yeah. And just crossed my fingers, just jumped in. I didn't want to go back to college. I was too old, I reckon, at 25 or 26 to go back and do it. There would have been a fuck all chance of me doing it anyway. Right. Um, I didn't have the money to do it. I don't think I would have got a... Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I decided I would jump into it. And if I, if it didn't work, at least I'd know I tried it. Yeah. And if it did work, you know, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You're still here. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's spotted it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, in the last while you've started on Fair City, has it? Yeah. that must be different again. Yeah, they'd asked me before, I always said no. Right. Last year they asked me again, and we talked. They wanted me to go for 20 weeks, and I wasn't. I didn't want to commit to 20 weeks. So I said I would do 10, and we'll see how we got on. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm still there. I have I finished on Friday. I have three weeks off. I'll be back in again then. Yeah, you know. So, but it's a very different process, isn't it? Oh when yeah, you're, when you're acting in, in, in soap, yeah, it's a um, very different process. It really is. It's just conveyor belt stuff. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. kind of limits the standard or the quality to a certain extent. But I still think what what comes out is it has over half a million. Yeah. Subscribers or whatever, you know, viewers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing something right. Yeah. It's filling something yeah. right. Uh, I, I used to write on on a show, and it's it's, it's fun. Soap is fun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, Or it should be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, we're coming up to Sunlight then. Um, we had Claire on earlier on, and we were asking all these questions. She, she just kept saying, it's the script. It was the script. <laughs> so was it that for you as soon as you read the script? Yeah, yeah. Because my agent sent it to me. And I read it and said, yeah, and it was during COVID. And I kind of auditioned for it over a Zoom call. Amy Rowan and Claire were both at one end, you know what I mean? And I was reading over a Zoom. And it's not the best way to do it, but I really, really loved the script. I really did. I really felt the character. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and you're reading scripts all the time, and it's a rare yeah. enough thing, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, you can read a lot of shite. Yeah, you know, don't say any more. Yeah, but, uh, but this was easy to read, and it was it, when I read the character, I really loved the character, and I wanted to play him. Yeah, and then I found out, oh no, it was gone, and it was months later. I completely let it go, like you know what I mean. And uh, months later, I got the phone call then saying, you know that one you wanted to do, and didn't happen yeah well you can do it now and it was like yeah it was really over the moon brilliant yeah and uh, the thing about it, it like that I got from it I feel like such real full characters mm. what did you bring to your character only what was on the page right. of it yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I really felt even like watching it this afternoon yeah I'm amazed because I, I start not welling up at myself, yeah. but I can feel the emotion again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you feel the emotion at the time when you're doing it, and that's what I brought to it was my emotion, I suppose. Yeah. Um, my body and whatever that's I embody it. Yeah. But yeah, I just found it easy to to find him who him where he was emotionally and yeah. spiritually yeah. or whatever, if you want to use that word. Did and you do any uh, rehearsal time with? Claire any sort of no. working on the character? No, we had a read through 
Mm -hmm. we, we did some research on, the, on, on it. But, um, yeah, it's a harrowing condition, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're imprisoned in your body and you know what's, going, what's coming down the line. Yeah. And you have to kind of, you have to allow, I think, I believe you have to allow people to make that decision to. Imagine being trapped in your body where you have no control and you can't communicate in any way. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it has to be the worst torture ever. Yeah. You know? And the physicality of, of portraying that, you know, someone who's kind of, you know, who's kind of trapped in their body and are starting to be, mm. was that difficult for you? It was probably the hardest thing to do was to try and do it truthfully. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Again, um, yeah, I had done some research and breathing is a big problem. The respiratory system and the voice changes and yeah, the neck muscles can go, but it's different. It can be different for everyone, you know. Um, some people are okay and they can they're mobile for longer. Other people lose their limbs or yeah, they lose the power of their legs or something before somebody yeah. else would. Yeah. You know, somebody might never do it, you know. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. we had a kind of I don't know do a kind of a shorthand on it. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah. The chemistry in the film is incredible. I believe there were, you you did know Barry Ward from going back a few years. Yeah, back again in the nineties with Passion Machine, we did a play called Budlia by right. Paul Mercer. Paul, and yeah, there was yeah. a kid in that. Yeah, uh, do you know Paul? I've, yeah, I haven't met him in years, but yeah, in Galway, no, I, I but Galway, I love him dearly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great man. Yeah, um, he he had a play called Budlia. This cast of thirty in it. It was fantastic, and there was a young kid. I don't remember how old Barry was then. Um, it was a teenager, teenager anyway. yeah. And uh, yeah, we kind of, you know, when something, somebody, when a young kid comes into a production like that, everyone kind of yeah. keeps an eye out for them. And, yeah, yeah. And he was lovely. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of knew each other over the years. I don't think we did anything else together again, but we would we would have yeah met at opening nights or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that maybe helped a little bit? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it added to it more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. saying that somebody who hadn't, who didn't know him before, would have done it. Yeah. Any worse, but I think it just kind of gave us something to work on. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and even like it looks like, it looks like you're having fun, and not not to take away from the film, but like yeah, it kind yeah. of adds a lot to it. Oh no, we were. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had we had good crack. Yeah. There was a great near Barber's pub. Do you know Barber's yeah. pub where we did that scene? Yeah. Well, there's a hill going back down towards Smithfield. Yeah. yeah I live near there, so yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I used to live near there and we yeah. used to walk the dogs up around there, so I knew quite well. And going down on the footpath on the right hand side, it's like a, you know, it's like a gateway or something, but there's a bit of a yard. It's a big solid wall. Then there's a bit of a yard and this solid wall. And we were, he was wheeling me down and he let me go. And the wheelchair naturally went into this thing. But because of the, the what you call it, the, the gradient on the, the floor, the, uh, it turned and came back around on its own. And the two of us, myself and Barry, were pleading with, with Claire to let us do this, let him, let him run down, let it go. I was quite happy to, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to break anything, yeah. um, to let it go so that it would go in. And it would have been a good shot. He's running down, then I disappear. Yeah. He's let me go, and then I come back out again. Yeah. Um, and I think we did talk her into... Drew, our first idea, didn't want it to happen. 
I think we talked to him to let us do it once. But then they, I'm not sure, I think we did. <laughs> I think, yeah, they didn't, but anyway, they cut it out. It didn't okay. work whatever okay. way they were doing it. We were raging. Something very, very good. So it was that type of, yeah, yeah. we were having fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Maureen was absolutely gorgeous to work yeah. with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And perfect again for the role, I thought, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's such a revelation. And, and I think you, maybe you're watching the film and she, you think she's this maybe stern character yeah. and you think it's going to be a certain dynamic. Yeah. It's so human. Yeah. She brings so much humanity Everyone to Everyone has a story. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Um, what's next for you? More fair city. Yeah. I have yeah. Um, a thing coming out in, on the RTE later in the autumn called The Gone. G-O-N-E and it's a New Zealand RTE co-production yeah, yeah so I was over there in October for three weeks filming and it was just yeah it was brilliant it was brilliant. it wasn't warm enough really we were just spring yeah. mid spring it was yeah. a bit I would have liked it a bit warmer yeah but it was brilliant I yeah. loved it yeah and what's the what's the thing that you're looking for you know when you're getting scripts sent to you oh just something that's enjoyable that I like you know I, yeah. I really like I really I read a lot of scripts that you don't want to do some of them you have to yeah um, I don't know something a story that grips you it can be for any reason it's certainly like um, emotion or whatever you know mm. um, but, but because you you would have to put in a certain amount of effort to a character yourself I would imagine you would lean. Do you lean more to character being more important than the actual plot or story, um, or would you? Well, I think you have to marry the two. Yeah, I don't think the character because if you do that, I think the character would. The character has to stick with the story yeah, and yeah, be yeah. part of it. Yeah. And that's that's what it, that's what the character is there for. The story is king at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. So I would be looking for yeah good characters. Mm. In a plausible story, one that I, <laughs> one, one that, that I want to see. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I have read some. I'm not a fantasy person. I've never seen Star Wars. You right, know, it right, has yeah. never appealed to me. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah, get yeah. it. It's grand. Everyone else, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. Batman is the same. I saw a few of them with my kids, but I wouldn't be a huge yeah. Marvels, Marvel, whatever it is, or yeah. uh, DC comics, whatever. I'm, they don't do it for me. I'm, I'm a bit like that. Real, real life is interesting. Yeah, enough, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah me, absolutely. Really. Yeah. And the same with books. I was never into fantasy or yeah. sci-fi. But then I've discovered a guy called Frederick Brown, who was around in the 40s, 50s American guy, who wrote some fantastic short stories, bizarre ones. Yeah. That kind of got me interested a little bit in, yeah. you know, nice stories with a twist. Yeah. Like Twilight Zone type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so a good character in a plausible story that I'd like to watch. That's I, I, I do like delving into the fantastical when it's uh, Irish folklore related. Yeah, because that's you know that's just a lot of fun. Those stories are waiting to be, to yeah. be explored. Or big even, time, big time. You know, Patrick on the top of Crow Patrick for forty days or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The Ireland of then, this yeah. wild, overgrown place. Yeah. Was there any? Um, that kind of lesson that you learned from another actor or director over the years, you know, that you take with know. you. Yeah. Not, not consciously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so probably by osmosis, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, <laughs> not that I can think of. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just kind of, 
If you think of one later in the program, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm working, I'm constantly questioning myself, and I'm never, when I see it, I, it takes me a, takes it a few times for me, for me to see it, whatever it is, whether it's TV or phone, it takes me to see it a few times before I begin to accept myself, because I normally hate, you know, the first viewing is always torturous. Yeah always and that never changes yeah. and I know a lot, a lot of actors like that when I did the thing in New Zealand Michelle Farley was my wife who was in Game of Thrones and right. she's done a lot of really good stuff and I was delighted that she's exactly the same and hasn't watched most of the stuff she's done I right. haven't there's a lot of stuff that I've done yeah. that I've never seen Yeah, yeah. and I'm quite happy with that you know what I mean I don't feel like I'm missing yeah. it I think Peter O'Toole famously didn't watch it, so like he never saw Lawrence of Arabia. Really, his thing was like it was too distracting. It was like he'd be watching a scene. And it was like, oh, is that the day Omar got the clap? No, no, it's the day I got the clap. <laughs> you know, like, he just yeah. couldn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would sometimes remember things like that about film, not about getting the clap, or anything, <laughs> but certain know. certain scenes that yeah. might spark a memory of being yeah. there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well. Stephen, thanks so much for, for knocking into the camper You're van. Welcome. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Great. Hospitality yeah. was top class. <laughs> I think we served good water. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, best of luck with everything. Thank and you. Uh, we hope sunlight really finds the audience that it deserves. Yeah, Fingers absolutely. crossed. Thank you very much. All the best. Thank Thank you. Cheers.